Welcome to the Digital Nomad Cafe podcast, the show where we discuss what it takes to create a sustainable long-term online business in today's fast-moving environment. We talk with industry experts and freelancers alike to find out what it takes to build and manage a location-independent business. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Digital Nomad Cafe podcast. I'm your host, Adam Finan, and in today's episode, we're speaking with William Jenkins from MrJenks.com. William was born in Wales and grew up in Holland and then settled in Ireland with his partner. He has a background in sales and love for dressing well, has sparked this business idea that is Mr. Jenks. Welcome, William. Yeah, thank you very much for having me, Adam, and thanks for the intro. No problem. So why don't we dig a little bit into you know who you are and what it is that you do and um, you know where the idea for Mr. Jenks came about? Yeah, so as you mentioned, uh, after completing my college in Wales, uh, I decided to move over here. Um, seeing as I'm bilingual, this this is where all the opportunities were for me. Uh, so I kicked off a career in um, in IT sales um, and did that until I started my first business when I was 21, which was also an e-commerce business. Um, and then for the last three years, uh, I've been running Mr. Jenks, which is an online accessories store, um, which I've been running with my partner uh, online on the Shopify platform. Perfect. And it's a it's a very luxury and high-end brand. So this was, what what brought you to that decision that those were the sort of products that you were looking to make? And, you know, when you had that idea, how did you, how did you, you know, where did you start? How did you start looking for suppliers? I mean, where were you at the time? You know, were you living in Ireland when you decided you were going to go ahead and build this business? Can you give us a bit more context? Yeah. So I was working at, uh, at IBM at the time. Um, and, you know, since since I started my previous business, um, w- you know, which which failed in the end, but I always wanted to start another one. Uh, so I always had this thing in the back of my mind. And you know, after finding that there was a lack of quality for you know luxury silk pocket squares in Ireland, I decided to start something uh, myself uh, together with my partner. So yeah, it's something that I've always worn, uh, whether it was you know uh, to you know casual day to day or to events. Um, and yeah, after after finding that there was a lack of quality in the stores in Ireland, but also online, uh, that's when I started to source, you know, look for uh, potential suppliers and uh, yeah, start offering this product in the Irish market. And when you decided to, you know, you were going to, you know, you seen a niche in the market and you were going to get into it and, and try and find some quality products. Where did you start? Were you looking on Alibaba? Were you looking on, you know, just Googling for suppliers? Like where did, did you know much about, I suppose, the manufacturing process at this stage? Yeah, so I started with a whole bunch of research. Um, so, you know, when it comes to pocket squares, this might be double dutched here, no pun intended. But um, there, there's two types. There's a silk screen printing, um, which is which is by hand. And then there's digital printing. So I started this whole uh, research to figure out which was the best for us. Um, and then, as you mentioned, then our first order actually came from China. And after we received those goods, we, we sold them uh, for the first three months. And because we didn't feel that the quality was quite there for us and for the brand that we were trying to build, uh, we decided to switch over to Italy. Okay, and was it the same process where you just, you know, kind of Googled around, reached out to some suppliers and, and started to build a bit of a understanding on what their minimum order quantities were? And you know, did you have your designs in place at this time? Yeah, so I've always had a strong interest in uh, in menswear, um, especially classic menswear. So I followed a lot of uh, a lot of blogs. Uh, one in particular called Bespoke Dudes, uh, who would always who would always uh, visit 
manufacturers in Italy, whether it was a manufacturer of shirts, pocket squares, ties, shoes. Um, so it was actually on his blog that, uh, that I picked up on one of the suppliers. Um, and then what I did was I carried out further research online um, and compared, I think it was free at the time, free suppliers in Italy, uh, compared the free um, and yeah, decided to go with one of them based on the quantities that uh, that they were able to offer us and the quality, of course. Um, and yeah, the rest is history. So we travelled back and forth to Como, where our supplier is based, um, and we've been working with them uh, ever since. Amazing. So it all started with, I suppose you had a blog you followed and they dropped, as you're saying, they dropped a, a supplier that you thought was interesting and you went out and you did all your initial research and just got, you know, got the skin in the game, really. Um, so once you got to that point and you had the products that you wanted, you'd sourced them, you know, you're, you'd made your initial order. And, you know, how did you start to build this momentum online? What did you do to start getting your first sales or did you approach with a retail mentality first. So can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, so I think before I jump into that, I think it was very important that um, when it came to offering pocket squares to, uh, to the market, we needed to add our own twist, um, you know, and uh, create a unique selling point. So what we did was with the suppliers in Italy, we went through their archive, uh, which has loads of patterns dating back to um, the 1700s. And what we did was we would pick a particular pattern and this is how we built our collection and what we would say to our suppliers we would say we love that paisley uh, pattern that you have there can we add a bit of green and pink to that and then they'd create the, uh, that for us so that's how we kind of built our first collection of pocket squares um, and the way we brought that to market uh, Maeve has a very strong background in digital marketing uh, so we thought you know instead of going down the route where we don't have uh so much strong experience in the traditional retail space why not go digital so what we did we created profiles across uh, social media and one in particular which is instagram uh worked really well for us um so by using the the right hashtags and by following the right people and uh, you know creating the right content uh we actually managed to you know um generate our first sale really quickly i think it was even in the first week um, and, you know, in no time we had 10 sales on Instagram and we were able to scale from there by then running ads uh, and et cetera. So it was a, very much a social media led approach. And I suppose, you know, it's a very visual product. And, and like you say, there's lots of lots of these bloggers and, and influencers who would be involved in, you know, dressing well and dressing smart. This is how they, you know, le- leverage themselves by working in conjunction with brands but also people follow certain hashtags people follow certain styles and clothing on instagram so it all kind of worked well to have that social media first approach as opposed to going you know straight to adwords or, or waiting on you know your seo to improve or something like that yeah exactly and we kind of based on the research that we did we were able to figure out as well that our target audience uh, would mainly be on instagram as well cool and then th- as this progressed you know, you you were featured on Dragons Den. So can you, you know, Dragons Den for anybody who's ever watched it is, uh, what do they call it in America? They have a different name for it? Uh, Shark Tank. Shark Tank in America, yeah. And then, you know, in Ireland and in the UK, it's called Dragons Den. And, you know, you're pitching your, a percentage of your business for help from an investor, from people who are, you know, um, experienced business people. So can you tell us a little bit about, I suppose, how, you know how you got on there did, did you have to apply and then what the experience was like for yourself and your partner 
Yeah, so we applied for Dragon's Den in 2016, and we were then featured on the show in 2017. And at that stage, we had a good momentum of online sales, uh, and we were also stocked in uh, nine retail stores on the on the high street across Ireland and the UK. Uh, so things had really picked up for us, and we had, we felt that we had built you know quite a, quite a strong brand in that in that short matter of time as well. So we felt, look, to take things to the next level, uh, we need further investment. And we started looking at our options, you know, whether it was going to a bank uh, or looking for uh, investors um, online. Uh, but we actually felt that uh, Dragon's Den would be a great fit because of, you know, for PR obviously as well and because of the skills that the Dragons had. So, yeah, we applied um, and we were invited for an interview uh, where we basically presented our business plan and our products and where we would be able to show our face uh, to the directors as well. And yeah, the next the next step was was another interview uh, where they you know went through the finer details of our finances and stuff like that. Um, and then there was there was quite a bit of a wait, uh, so they they kept us uh, they kept us hanging for quite a bit. So that was quite nerve wracking. Uh, but I think after six weeks, then we found out that uh, yeah that we were picked out of I think the five hundred applicants that applied. It's a it's a good lot of people trying to get on there, but I'll in- I'll include a. An embed of the video beneath this episode on the, on the page and the, uh, on the website. It'll be digitalnomadcafe.com forward slash episode five. And I'll include a link to the, to the YouTube video. I'll embed the YouTube video there where people can watch the actual, um, the show itself. So <laughs> have you watched it back many times since, since you see, since you're on? Well, we we didn't get the investment, but it's one of those things. It's like hearing your own voice. I I cringe when I when I see it, so uh, I try to avoid it. But uh, to be honest with you, it was it, it was a really good experience, and uh, I would certainly do it again. Whether it was with Mister Jenks or with another business, yeah, it's it's definitely something I recommend to other entrepreneurs. Yeah, I imagine. So I have some friends who've gone for things like you know the Entrepreneur of the Year and Business of the Year, and I mean they really make you look at your business. You know, like they look at it in a very objective way, where it's very much about the numbers and the financial aspect, and like what are your real plans? And you know, I suppose for people who are working online sometimes, and you know, even the people who are in the digital nomad freelancer positions they might not be asking those sort of questions of themselves you know sometimes they can just kind of go along with the momentum that they build but when you when you're pitching yourself for something like this I mean you've really got to have your you know your business plan in order yeah exactly you know you kind of learn you kind of learn more stuff about uh, your business during that process because you really have to dig deep in you know in your profit or loss and uh, other financial aspects of the business but you also learn a lot about yourself during that process as well yeah, I mean, one of the core things that came out of yours was they wanted you to switch back to sourcing from China, but you were like, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, we're offering a certain quality to our customers, which they now expect. Um, and, you know, we're, we're, yeah, we're sticking to that ethos. And I felt, and may felt as well, uh, that it was only right to stick to our guns. Look, it makes for good watching. It's, it's about eight, eight minutes or so, so I'll, I'll make sure to include it. But yeah, nerve-wracking too. I'm sure like you were nervous going up there, were you? Or were you like cool as a breeze? You've got experience in sales, you know, years in the sales position. So it's full of awkward conversations. So were you just like, ah, it's just another sales pitch? No, not at all. I, I think no matter what type of uh, experience you have in sales or whatever, it's, you, you're always going to be a bit nervous because... You know, we had, we, you know, we had really practiced our pitch a lot and, you know, we knew our numbers inside out. So we were well prepared. Uh, but on the day, the moment that you walk out, 
and all the cameramen and the lights are on you and you know you have the dragon sitting in front of you there's yeah there's nothing like that it really is a, a nerve-wracking experience but like i said i do it again any day yeah well i think he delivered it very well i mean a lot of people and me included oh, have gone to do things like that and you're just like but <laughs> the words <laughs> the words can lose you you know or you can lose the words at that at that given moment you know so um okay so let's dig a little bit more into i suppose the, the online side of things so you know have you got a couple of, of tools that you you would use on the regular you know what helps to run the business um you know for, for yourself yeah so as i mentioned that you know we use uh, we use shopify uh for our online store which we've been using since uh, since 2015 uh which has been great for us um you know i started building the website myself uh compared to using agencies with my previous business which uh, ran on uh, on wordpress so that's that experience alone was, uh, yeah, was second to none. It was it was really good, um, and then from tools that that Maeve and myself would use uh, on a day to day basis, we would use G Suite for for you know for everything for sharing files and whatnot, um, and for our email communication as well. And then we would use uh, Trello as well to kind of keep up to date with the business and um, yeah, basically switch tasks. Uh, so Maeve would put her tasks there and I would put mine because uh, she would focus perhaps more on the digital marketing side of things uh, and I would focus more on the sales and e-com uh, side of the business. So that's how we kind of split that up in, in, into Trello. Perfect. Yeah. Well, you know, everybody has their favorite. It's usually either Asana or Trello. So comes up in every episode. <laughs> everybody has their favorite. So, I mean, I suppose you just do what works for you, but it's just about having a project management tool and making sure that no matter what it is that you're doing, that, you know, things are moving along and things are organized. So, yeah, one thing, one thing, another tool that, uh, that we use as well, uh, which I found really good is uh, zero for all our accounting. Um, and for the financial aspects of the business. So, yeah, I found that extremely easy to use as well. And, you know, it allows you to pull reports um, on the business, like your profit and loss or your, or your cash flow. Um, so, yeah, that's re- really given us a good grasp on the financial side of things as well. Perfect. And I suppose you also have an element of the business. Now, I know we kind of briefly touched and skipped over, but I'd like to dig back because I know that when you decided, when you got your products and you wanted to get into retail, what did you do? Because I know, like, there was a lot of there was a lot of work and hustle involved up front in that regard. So, like, getting getting your products into retail establishments is obviously a very positive thing because you can get big orders, you can have recurring orders, and you know these things are crucial for cash flow for a business. So, you just touch a little bit on on how you how you approached that and and how you got into it, if you don't mind me asking. Yeah, no, of course. That to be honest with you, the whole retail thing was yeah a complete, a completely new world to Maeve and I. Um, but the way we kind of approached it was, we Maeve also works in also works in sales, and sales is my background. So we u- really use the skills that that we had. So what we would do is we would make a list of all the menswear stores in Ireland and the UK that we felt would be a good fit for our business. We'd put them in an Excel sheet, um, you know, with the contacts that we could find on LinkedIn or on other websites, uh, but the phone numbers there. And basically, we would split that list in half and we would basically cold call everyone. And that's the kind of way we approach it. So, you know, we would touch base with a with a shop first and, you know, pitch our business and pitch ourselves. Um and then very often uh, we'd schedule a second meetup. So, for instance, we would say, oh, look, can we come by on Saturday morning before the shop opens uh, where we can bring along some products? Um, and that's that's kind of how we went about that sales process uh, and how we secured uh, retailers. Just pure old school sales tactics, really. <laughs> 
pure cold calling and you know it's it was tough not everybody was as easy as uh, as one another um you know some were harsher than than others but uh, no overall it was uh, again one of those experiences that uh, yeah that you know that kind of builds you up to these kind of things that's it but i mean in the long run it paid off and you know you were really just transferring your skills from your your current jobs into into your own business really and sales is a skill that no matter what it is that you do it's it's important to have you know everybody needs to develop that sales skill and you know it's like a muscle isn't it? you know the more you do it the, the easier it becomes and the stronger you get at it so um well that's it as we went through the list you know the first three calls you're like oh a bit, bit nervous and whatnot but as you start working your way down you start becoming more confident and yeah the, the pitch starts getting easier uh, but yeah, it was certainly a good move because look, we landed ourselves in the likes of Arnott, uh, Louis Copeland, which are both very popular here in Ireland, um, and then also on Savile Row in the UK. So yeah, no, no regrets there. Oh, absolutely. Well, look, fair play. It's just a good, it's a good element because a lot of people, you know, who, a lot of people might just have an online first approach, but especially if you're holding a stock and you're not approaching like a dropship model where like you, you have units there and you want to try and build up the bigger orders so you can reduce your costs from your suppliers, you know, having shops stocking your products is a really positive thing to, to have going for your business, you know? Yeah, exactly. Now, one thing I would say around it is that, you know, cold calling that list and getting our products into stores was great. But the moment we got that first order from a retail store and they started asking about our payment terms and, you know, we we realized that we had to include a packaging slip, uh, you know, in the in the box. Maeve and I looked at each other and thought, what the hell are they on about? So it was it was really something that we had to learn, um, you know, through online and maybe, you know, through a just asking as well, asking the retailers, like, oh, look, do you mind clarifying what that means or whatnot? So, yeah, it was really a whole new experience to us as well. Yeah, I, I would have worked a little bit in, um, I worked for a big e-commerce company and they also had a retail business and there was a lot of that and every supplier has their own terms and how long you get the credit for and you get the stock for X amount of time. And, you know, there's a lot of, you really have to get your, your paperwork in order really is what it is. Like, how, what are your terms for giving them these products? How long do they have to pay you? You know, there's a lot of do they, do they get to give the stock back to you? you? You know, there's a lot of moving parts, I guess, that you have to refine and, and get clear on before, well, before or during you're going through this process of trying to get your products into retail. Exactly, it was a whole new world for us. But uh, yeah, good experience. Yes, and so I suppose the next um, next big venture that um, you're looking to, um, um, you know, explore is possibly selling on you know one of the marketplaces one of the biggest marketplaces which is uh which is the likes of amazon and ebay so can you tell us a little bit about um you know what your plans are for this moving forward yeah so look amazon certainly can't be ignored and i know that uh, that they're kind of struggling with the fashion side of things in terms of getting the big brands onto the platform but i think for small brands like ourselves uh, it certainly can't be ignored when you look at the volume of sales that that they're doing and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it's it's something that we're exploring. I feel that our products would be a good fit for the for the platform, even though we're a luxury brand. I, like I said, I, I think it can't be ignored. Um, so yeah, we're in the process of uh, of kicking that off and seeing how we can kind of streamline Shopify and Amazon together uh, in terms of syncing that inventory um, across both platforms. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to see what uh, what comes from it. Yeah, brilliant. And we is looking to get into sourcing some different products from um, from China or anything to sell uh, like under new business ventures, or are you sticking with Mr. Jenks and, and just kind of narrowed in focus on that for now? 
Yeah, I would say we're focused on this for now. We just launched our new wedding collection for this uh, for this season, which has been doing well. So yeah, we're, we're probably going to be leaning towards towards new products. Um, but yeah, it, it all comes down to research. And I suppose which you mentioned that your store is on Shopify. So just um, you know, do you have a, like a favorite app that you use, or you know, like one or two apps that you felt were really beneficial for your business? So before we kind of move on to the next area so was there any apps that you felt were were really good for for your store that you know just worked for you i know you mentioned zero actually so that's probably one uh yeah so two that we uh that would really stand out for me would be mailchimp uh the way that integrates with uh with shopify um so that's something we we used heavily on um on mr jenks um and then another one would be the uh, bundles app by uh, by bold um, so what we've done there with our latest wedding collection is that you know the wedding collection exists out of three products. It's a pocket square, a tie, and a lapel pin. Uh, so what we're offering online is, look, if you buy these three products together, you're actually going to save 10%. Um, and, yeah, we've seen some really nice results from uh, from using that app uh, recently as well. Nice. Yeah, some of the Bold apps have had some great upgrades in the last couple of weeks as well. So it's very solid and a solid offering across their apps. They're They're really good, most of them. Yeah, they're great. Okay, so I'm just going to do a little bit of a quick fire round, right? So this is really just a couple of questions, uh, you know, say the first answer that comes to your mind. So Yep, I'm ready. Asana or Trello? Trello. Fiverr or Upwork? I've used Fiverr more than Upwork to date. So I would say Fiverr. Favorite social media platform for your business? Instagram. What's your favorite holiday destination? Italy. What's your favorite city to be as a digital nomad? Singapore. What's the last book you read? Ooh, God. Uh, good question. I've actually forgotten the name of it, but it's by the founder of Nike. Oh, yeah. That's, that's on my like next one to read list. I can't remember the name of it either, but I've heard so many people talk about it. <laughs> it's so good, yeah. So, yeah, get get into that because it's yeah, it's brilliant. What's your favorite podcast? Joe Rogan. Uh, two blogs that you follow? Uh, the Bespoke Dudes. Uh, let me think of another one. I'm going to have to stick to the Bespoke Dudes for now. Ad. Fair enough. No, that's no worries. And do you use a Mac or Windows? Uh, Mac. Perfect. So, yeah, just kind of like to do that just to get it on top, just to see what most people use. So I, we did touch a little bit there. Now, you said you use Fiverr more than Upwork. So, you know, just with your business, you know, can you talk to us a little bit about the experience of hiring, you know, hiring people, hiring staff or hiring freelancers to do some work? So, you know, wh- where would you normally go for this? Do you have people who you would give recurring business to at this point? How does that all work? Yeah, so the way I've uh, I've gone about that is I have basic HTML and CSS um, knowledge, but I found that you know with building my own themes um, or you know customizing the themes, there were also always some limitations. I would run into certain roadblocks. Um, so yeah, I've often used Fiverr to find uh, Shopify developers on there, uh, which have been great. Um, and yeah, over the last few years, then I've uh, I found someone who I've built a great relationship on Fiverr that yeah does regular work for us when uh, when needed. Um, now, in terms of advertising, we've used uh, yeah we've used an agency here in Dublin, which uh, which worked great for us. But yeah, the as you as you're probably aware, the charges that come with agencies can be quite high. So. We just did it during uh, during busy seasons, such as Christmas and stuff like that. Fair enough. So just when you need to when you need to make sure you have all these campaigns up and running, so um, hire in the help at the needed times, and I suppose it gives you that flexibility too when you're hiring ad hoc for freelancers. You don't have to have uh, you know you don't have to have recurring work tied up for somebody. So it's pri- it's primarily yourself and and Maeve who runs the business, isn't that correct? 
Yes, it, it would be the two of us. Uh, so like I said, Maeve would do a lot of the digital marketing um, and I would do a lot of the e-commerce, uh, e-commerce stuff. Perfect. So let's just kind of get into, you know, if, if somebody is listening to this now and they were looking to get started, they want to get their own products, their, their own store up and running, um, you know, look, looking back at yourself, you know, three years ago, kind of at square one with no sales and you weren't in any retail locations, you know, what... You know, what advice or, you know, what, um, you know, in hindsight, what would you say to somebody who's in that situation who, who's, you know, they want to get into it now, but they're just not too sure what the next steps are? Yeah, it sounds cliche, cliche, but I would say go for it. Um, and don't be afraid to pick up the phone as well, uh, you know, like we did with the cold call. And I think human connection is so important, whether it's looking for a mentor um, or getting yourself into the doors with retail. So, yeah, I would say pick up the phone, make that human connection. Um, and one thing that I still regret to date, which we should have done much sooner, is uh, outsource your shipping. So go with a fulfillment center. Uh, or yeah something like that because we spent way too much time going back and forth to the post office oh man i used to do a lot of stuff on ebay and i remember i have pictures of my boot from november till january just wedged every day <laughs> it's, it's not nice because you're just packing on your living sitting room floor all day all evening it sucks <laughs> that's the thing and you know you can use that time t- towards something much better you know in order to scale that business so yeah outsource shipping that's something that i would have done much sooner if uh, if i look back yeah well there, there are fulfillment centers you can use and then you know some other people would use uh, amazon fba but that's only if you're on you know, if you're selling on Amazon, but if you're looking, you know, if you're selling through a Shopify store, you could be using a fulfillment center in, instead. And there's fulfillment centers in, in most countries, you know, definitely throughout Ireland and the UK. So yeah, exactly. Just something you touched on there um, was, you know, picking up the phone to get on, to get on, you know, to help increase sales and to get that human connection going with people. So did you, at any stage, have you ever paid for like mentorship or a course to, to help you along the way? Or was this, or was this, you know, just kind of learning as you go process. So I paid for one course before starting the business, which was called Starting Your Own Business through the local enterprise office, uh, which was a six weeks course, uh, one evening a week. Um, so I did that. Uh, but yeah, outside of that, we didn't pay for any mentorship. So what we did at was we would basically look at people on LinkedIn that we felt had the experience that we could learn from. So whether it was um, you know, uh, buyers in luxury stores or people that had, um, you know, 10 plus years experience in the fashion industry, uh, or people that had a strong experience in e-commerce. We would network with these people on LinkedIn, um, and basically say, look, do you mind if we go for coffee? I'd love to pick your brain. Um, and hopefully, you know, you can learn something from us as well. So that's, that's kind of how we went about things. And, uh, yeah, I can honestly say in the last three years, we've networked a lot, especially in Ireland and you'll always benefit from that. Oh, I completely agree with you. And you can get so much from people and you have solid experience too. So it's not like you're just you're just on the ask. You're very much given, you know, any any uh, knowledge or insight you can offer as well. You know, it's kind of um, it's kind of like this here, you know, where we're just talking and we're just, you know, asking questions and giving honest answers and, you know, um, you know, bad things included, like what didn't work, what did work and just trying to help mitigate, um, you know, the pitfalls and the common pitfalls of things like this. So. Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, one thing that people were always able to learn from myself was, like I said, Shopify or the online game. And that's something that perhaps the other people that I met with didn't have because they'd be in the traditional retail space. So, uh, yeah, always look at what you can add to others as well when you when you go about something like that. 
And so where can where can people find you if they were looking to get in touch or if they were looking to find your stores? Yeah, so look, you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, feel free to reach out. Um, and if it's your, the products that you're looking for, you can find us on mrjenks.com um, or in the retail stores across Ireland which and the UK, which are also listed online. Perfect, William. Thank you very much. I appreciate you coming on the podcast today and telling us a little bit more about your journey. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Digital Nomad Cafe podcast. I hope that you found this inspiring, actionable and full of knowledge for those of you who are looking to set out and create your own business and also those who have a business and are looking to scale it. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you share, download, give us a rating on iTunes, do all that good stuff so that we can reach more entrepreneurs and digital nomads around the world. Thank you for listening to the Digital Nomad Cafe podcast. Head over to the website to access the resources and links mentioned in today's episode at digitalnomadcafe.com.